0: Luno, the fastest easiest way to buy Bitcoin if you're just getting into crypto it's the perfect place to start hey guys and welcome back to the Leia Heilpen show it is of course powered by Icon Plus Capital the VC firm definitely check them out on socials they are absolutely brilliant Ben great to have you welcome to the show how are you doing today
1: really great to be here um it's it's great just uh, arrived in the office uh, had had a bit of a travel but it's um uh, really great to have this this conversation with you
0: yeah you've just flown in from miami which is insane and we're gonna get um all the information on your um i don't know whether to call it secret meetings it wasn't that secret um with the mayor um, but before we jump in, I just want to let everybody know that this is sponsored by BlockFi. So BlockFi, you can actually get, I think it's around 6% interest on a couple of different stable coins on there. Um, you can get $250 when you sign up. So definitely would recommend them. Um, but anyway, Ben, welcome back. You're in Romania right now?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, just just arrived, um, had some conversations with the team and i um, excited for this conversation.
0: Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, We were chatting earlier and I think your community is so vibrant, what you've managed to build. Um, Everybody is so excited for this conversation. They've submitted a million and one questions. So I really hope that we're able to get through them all. But before we do, I do want to learn a little bit more about you. Um, So how how did you first get into crypto? I think that has to be the most obvious question that everybody wants to know
1: for sure um i would say and will always say that the, the Elron community really rocks and uh, we would not be here uh without them so um going a bit into the the questions i initially stumbled into bitcoin sometime in 2012 i believe um played with stuff and it was 2013 that that i really went deep down the rabbit hole uh but i always asked um, these fundamental questions. Uh, I, I was very fascinated in, intrigued by technologies that um, would essentially have the potential to change the dynamics of humanity. Um, so they, they would be able to be put on the scale of evolution. Um, and um, Bitcoin at that point was extremely intriguing. Uh, it had do two properties. First, it looked like a joke. Uh, mm. a lot of people like the serious people would not uh look at at bitcoin would not understand it uh, and then it looked extremely fascinating because it was the first combination of economics and technology in a way that we've never seen before um now as as i studied things it became clear that um, one Bitcoin had this very um, fascinating trajectory for for the future and what what it could achieve, but it also had some limitation. Um, as as I saw them, then um, after that I I basically joined the Nem Core team. After that I I started a fund to to fund some some projects that I thought would solve some of the most uh, pressing problems in the space. And then. Um, after seeing that some problems were not getting solved at all, uh, we essentially gathered the team uh, with which we can literally build rockets and started working on Elrond. So um, here's where we are now.
0: So for those that don't know, how would you describe Elrond in just one sentence?
1: Um, with Elrond, our goal is to build the backbone for a high bandwidth, low latency, transparent financial system. And secondly, um, give access to this new financial system to anyone, anywhere in the world.
0: Okay, so a lot of people say that you guys are similar or competitors to Ethereum and Cardano. Do you agree? And if so, how are you different and how are you better? That's the most important question, obviously.
1: Yeah, I, I would push back a bit on on okay. this type of comparisons because I, I believe that people uh, very easily put all the projects in some boxes and and maybe for simplicity they they always do that. But the idea with Elrond is that we're trying to underscore what maybe most of the people in the space forget that um, we're not here to compete with uh, Bitcoin with Ethereum where where. We're not the killer, uh, Ethereum Mm -hmm. killer or Bitcoin killer, but rather we are focused on bringing the next billion people in the space because we believe that if we can bring this large elephant um, in the space, uh, then uh, we will be the wave that will lift all boats. Um, in that sense, Bitcoin will get uh, gain tremendously. Ethereum will be able to gain tremendously, and even all the all the other projects with which we we essentially have a lot of collaborations will be able to gain. So, how we differentiate specifically uh, is that we've solved the. Uh, performance problem for the blockchain space, such that any application that really wants to build and embed blockchain into into their um, architecture, they can do it uh, right now, not in the future, with um, Elrond. And then, secondly, we're putting a lot of focus into bringing a user experience in the space that will enable anyone in the world to interact with this technology without having them to learn rocket science. Um, so this is the focus, and, and we believe that this is a non-zero-sum game. Um, that is, we can collaborate with all these interesting projects that really bring value in a way that we gain a lot and build a lot of value, but they also also gain. And um, it's this where we see the largest opportunity for the space.
0: Speaking of adoption um, and collaborations, obviously you were um, in Miami, And we saw the picture of you with the mail, which is really, really cool. So can you tell us what that meeting was about and what came from it?
1: Um, Sure, so I'll I'll give you an overview of that. Uh, We always want to to speak about some matters uh, when they uh, essentially come out. But I will say this, um, Miami is at this point the epicenter of the world in terms of um, technology there's an energy um, hunger and focus there that you don't see anywhere in the world and it's absolutely fascinating to see that you have a mayor uh, like Mayor Francis um, a lot of really smart uh, people uh, technical people founders and, and so forth and people that are super hungry and I, I cannot underscore how important this is because they they don't want to sit around and just have discussions, but they're focused on building something and they see this large opportunity. And then there's also all this um, other opportunities with um, super launch, large, large funds, um, other startups and, and so forth. So this is one of the things that we've um, seen before it was super obvious Uh, this is why in january i I already was one time to miami to have a conversation with mayor francis and i remember that we were discussing with the team that um, there's a particular window in which some mountains can be moved Um, Mm -hmm. you you cannot do do this before not do this after and this is why um, we believe that miami will play a key role in in elrond's future um, of course, the maybe to give some ideas, um, we see that there will be a lot of startups there, right? Okay. A lot of blockchain startups, we want to be present and offer them um, some of the best tools and best support they really need. Um, this is this is the gist of it. I, I will definitely follow up with more info as we finalize some things and get them done.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I know I, I get that. It's you can't exactly announce things which have just happened, um, but no, definitely appreciate that. I think you're you're right. Miami, um, the energy there is truly unbelievable, and it's so refreshing to see a mayor um, pushing for that kind of innovation. Um, I'm London based right now, and. Um, our mayor and the whole of London and the whole of the UK, to be honest, in my, in the only way that I, I can ever think to put it, is it needs a facelift basically. Um, it is so refreshing just to see Miami leading the way. Um, so that's really, really cool. Now you guys, um, have the Maya, the Maya, am I, am I pronouncing that correctly? The Maya exchange?
1: Yes. Maya so exchange. there
0: are a lot of questions that have come through, um, about that. So I'm just going to grab them here. So, um, Okay, so some people say that it looks like the um, there's going to be a delay for the launch. So can you talk to us about that? Why is there a delay?
1: So the, the idea with the Meyer exchange is that um, we've put a lot of thought into bringing a DEX, a decentralized exchange that will work on Elrond, uh, bringing it to the market in a way where this becomes not just another DEX, but the key component that everyone will use in the Elrond ecosystem and beyond Um, of course there's a tremendous effort to get this done and push it out it always seems like this is just a small thing you get a few things done and then you have it out but it turns out that the mara exchange is is a monster Uh, It's uh, extremely important uh, that we have more than seven smart contracts that interact with a lot of critical information. Um, Then we have uh, front-end, then we have APIs, then we have um, a lot of microservices that need to interact. And uh, I was just discussing with the team before that um, it seems like the days that we invest right now are almost each day at least $1 million that we um, essentially um save out of the people's money with all the hacks that we've seen in the space it's like do you want to spend the days uh, really focusing on getting the security um super high or do you want to pay this money after you launch so it's um, that simple and and we're super close um I, I would say that um we are pushing super hard so that next week uh, we have a launch with the community on the de- on the uh, testnet, so that we we can test this together and and so forth. We are super excited about that, but we also want to be very very um, aware that this is an incentive for people to hack everything, to to hack the smart contracts, to hack the exchange, and we want to be very meticulous in that respect. Um, and that being said. Uh, the, the progress has been uh, tremendous. Um, it, it always looks a lot simpler when you when you set out, but then you discover yeah. it's um, super large. Uh, uh, still, as we get very very close, uh, I, I believe that the community will be tremendously excited about this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they already are, to be honest, because the majority of the questions that came through were um, about the Maya exchange and the wallet. Um, Somebody actually asked if you guys are thinking um, of creating a card. And I think that's a great question because for me personally, when I was getting into the space, I found the card um, exchanges which provide a card are so powerful when it comes to adoption, it just makes it so much easier. Um, you know, because sometimes it can be such a headache moving, um, your, your crypto from a wallet onto an exchange, then into your bank account. If it's all just in one ecosystem, it's such a smooth experience. So is there a card on its way?
1: For sure. So uh, maybe to differentiate a bit, we have the Meyer yeah. Exchange, the Meyer Dex and then the Meyer application. The Meyer application is this a very, very simple, uh, perhaps the simplest UX in the space and also uh, the most compelling. And so in this application, uh, we currently have eGold, we have Ethereum, we have Binance and very, very soon uh, Bitcoin. I saw that some people asked about this uh, in the in the thread.
0: You've got to um, have Bitcoin. You, just, you can't not, you know,
1: for sure, for sure. 100 percent. And it's it's super close. I uh, was just discussing this with the team. Um, I, I, I think it will come uh, probably in the next one or two weeks uh, for sure. And um, the idea is that with the Meyer application, we're trying to provide this very simple and compelling experience to the space. And then within this, of course, you want onboarding, fiat on, fiat on ramps, fiat off ramps, and a card. If you can have this, you you basically have extracted away the entire complexity and can really push forward. Uh, the fiat on ramp we have, um, the fiat off ramp. Um, it turns out, again, this is one thing that, as we discuss with, with some of the uh, providers, initially it looks super simple. And then yeah. there's a mountain of legal discussions that you keep having. Uh, but still, we're we're making progress. And I, I think we will have this. It just is a, essentially just a legal discussion. So on a weekly basis, we keep having the same discussions on, on a legal front. And then the card as well. Um, It's just a a, a legal part that we have to get through, that we're making uh, progress on, um, and we will have the card. Um, It just has not come as fast as we we want it to come.
0: Everything takes time, and I always say it can take time as long as it's worth it, you know? You don't want to rush things, and then you have technical issues, and things go wrong, you know, I think, I think that's actually what Charles Hoskinson actually says a lot of the time um, when, when the Cardano community sort of complain about how long things take. But, you know, you don't want to mess it up. No, no, no.
1: It's, uh, it's, uh, I think we have a lot of uh, momentum. We have a, a really great progress. Uh, and some of these features are, are coming. Um, they will hopefully come um, during the next few uh, months. We're pushing and we understand that the card will be tremendously valuable for the community. So we're pushing as hard as possible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So here's another really interesting one. Um, So somebody has asked when um, will the U.S. be able to purchase Eagle through the Maya wallet?
1: Um, Yeah, this is another great question. Um, And we we've been pushing on this for months now. Um, it turns out that the U.S., uh, for some reason, is especially about legal discussions. Yeah. So uh, wh- whatever the other, uh, it, there was a, a funny uh, tweet at some point that Paul Graham put out. Uh, and Paul Graham, you, you probably know him from Y Combinator, said something like, um, there were several countries or several, let's say, continents uh, uh, gathering together and discussing about innovation. Uh, the U.S., said i'll bring the technology asia said something else and then europe said i'll i'll bring the legislation or something the legal part but interestingly enough it seems like this is even uh, uh, quite the opposite like it seems like everyone else is building and then in the us 80 percent is legal discussion and you you get to have a lot of backlog just because of this uh, legal discussion so the short version is again we have some partners we're making progress but there's two two basic limitations there limitations there one is the legal part which we keep going through and it's it's basically almost done and then there's there seems to be a kind of almost industry bandwidth limitation at mm-hmm. this point especially for the us where uh, most of the projects see much more demand than they anticipated. And we're trying to help them with the integrations and and stuff like that. So U.S. is the largest market. We understand that and we're pushing super hard to make it happen. Uh, Hopefully it comes out soon.
0: Yeah, everybody that I speak to that's trying to build or, you know, even if it's on a personal level, not just like on a Company level or whatever it is um, is always trying to break the US market, and it's a nightmare for those who aren't American, who who you know don't have residency or citizenship or whatever it is. It's it's just a nightmare. Um, I mean, I think it's even a nightmare for Americans to be honest. Um, with the even SEC, more, I would say. Oh really? Why <laughs> would you more. say so?
1: Like, uh, just ask yourself why no company is putting the HQ yeah, in true. the US. Even the US startups <laughs> are, are located somewhere else to. Uh, not have this type of discussion. So it's uh, a bit crazy on that front.
0: Yeah, no, actually, I think you're absolutely right. Um, but here's another really interesting interesting one. Somebody has asked, um, would Maya ever become a messaging service like WhatsApp or Signal or something like that?
1: Um, yes, the, the idea for a messaging app is, of course, super compelling. Um, yeah. And we've had uh, a lot of discussions around this uh, internally, of course, what it would mean to to have a super dap. Um, Basically, the the idea would be that you, of course, have money and everything related to money, um, but then you you have um, messaging on the internet and then you have browsing. So if you could have something like that, you basically have everything that uh, someone needs to do. Um, And there are interesting and successful applications that have done this. If you look at WeChat, um, yeah, this, is, this WeChat. is precisely uh, what they've done. Um, it's just that we want to make sure that we focus on having the first version of um, Elrond, exactly what we need. Uh, the, the first version of myar with some of yeah. the key applications um, and then move forward to, to adding new services um, in order to make it still super simple for the user. Um, but messaging uh, is definitely one of the key applications that we'll see on the on the uh, very near future.
0: I think even ten years ago, it was um, there were rumors that that's what Facebook were trying to do. They were trying to be, you know, the WeChat of the West or whatever it is. So it's definitely something which people are trying to do. I always wondered why they weren't able to achieve that.
1: Hmm. Uh, I guess this may be a lot uh, about UX. So in the Mm -hmm. West, the users are not necessarily used to having one application with 10 applications inside. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And then in China, they're used to uh, WeChat, which basically has everything. You can browse the web, you can um, do messaging, you can do payments, you can do all the other stuff. So it's much more an element of what users really want, what they would get used to, and making this still a super compelling application. Uh, Because it's easy to just put in stuff and much more difficult to make it uh, still very usable, not adding too much complexity, and, and so forth. But uh, yeah, I, I would say that we are going to see a lot of explorations in this respect. We even encourage a lot of people to to come and build something like this on Elrond. Um, and uh, yeah, with Mayar, I, I guess we'll have some, some interesting experiments on that front as well.
0: And speaking of um, adoption globally, um, we've got a cool question, which is what is the strategic plan for adoption in Africa, Asia and then the US, which you you did touch on.
1: Sure, Elrond is very, very strategic in this respect. So we're we're trying to not just do stuff that everyone does, but rather take some specific elements where we know we can shine and and beat anyone in the market, where we can move um, at high speed, and um, then execute on that so what we are focused on right now is it's clear that we have a huge advantage in europe Um, europe is where the majority of the community is it's also clear that asia is super huge as an opportunity but also very very idiosyncratic so the 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 things that would work in Europe do not necessarily work in the in in Asia, and then it's the same for the U.S. The U.S. is a huge market, but once you go in, it takes a bit of time to really go in and make sure that um, the the legal part is bulletproof. Uh, but once you do, of course, uh, there's a huge opportunity in the U.S. as well. So I would say that. Europe is is pushing really fast forward uh, during the next period. Asia will will follow and then the US uh, as well. Um, It's just that the US will probably be pending the the legal stuff. And as soon as it is done, uh, it will just seem like um, it happens all of a sudden. But Mm -hmm. it it was uh, years of work in the background as it usually is.
0: That sort of reminds me of what people say on social media when they say um people look at you and think it was overnight success or whatever it is. And you're just there trying to grinding every day to make it happen.
1: Yeah. Um, Just a few years, just a few years.
0: Yeah. Not that hard. Just a few (laughs) years of blood, sweat and tears basically to break into those markets. Um, So you, you did touch on this, um, but we'll just, we'll just go to a set uh, back to it a second. So how soon will the decks be released? It's a bit more Um, specific.
1: Yeah. What we are focusing and what we are pushing on is that um, during the, the second half of next week, and I'm always m- mindful of how many things are popping up and I'll usually discover uh, discovered each day, uh, but we're pushing super hard that um, end of next week sometime, uh, we can go out with uh, the first version on the testnet, uh, we'll have a really cool um, community approach there. Uh, where we do some some um, cool stuff whether it's testing competitions and and so forth just to make sure that everything um, is working properly then immediately after that uh, there will be the the official launch mm-hmm. but uh yeah this this is a huge huge milestone for for Elrond and uh, this is why we're pushing um, as hard as possible to get it out
0: and can you tell us about some of the um, DeFi interactions that will be available on the Maya app?
1: Um, yeah, so the Maya DEX is sort of um, uh, independent of the Maya app first, but what's super cool about it is that you'll have this um, unique user experience where through the Maya wallet, which is a mobile wallet, you'll be able to um, interact with the Myer DEX very simply to provide liquidity, uh, for different, uh, farming options, different, uh, liquidity pools, and then, um, exchange some tokens, um, of course. And at first you'll, you'll basically have three pools. So there will be an, an e-gold pool, a max pool, um, and, and, um, essentially a BUSD pool, all paired with, uh, Mar exchange token. Um, and, um, yeah, this, 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 I suppose, will evolve very fast. So immediately after we push this out, all the projects that have been waiting for something like this can list their tokens. So this this will kick a natural feedback loop, uh, really fast, kickstart. But uh, yeah, we, we want to take this out, push it out. Um, of course, there's also the Myr Exchange token with uh, the native token of the DEX. Um, people are waiting, of course, for that. Uh, to claim their token, be able to provide liquidity. Um, so this this is what we're focusing at this point. Um, there, there's also borrowing and lending that's coming at a later point. Uh, and we've discussed about the the Marlend function um, and some other tools, um, of course, but we we take it one step at a time.
0: Always one step at a time. So we're going to move on just a little bit. Um, and. Someone's asked, um, can you elaborate on the partnership with OIN and how it will be utilized um, for the upcoming Maya exchange? Uh,
1: so the idea there is that we will issue um, a token, um, yeah. an, a stable coin that is Eagle backed. Uh, so how it will be used is of course, we'll have a pair that will launch on the Meyer, um decks um, and, uh, people will be able to exchange the token, take it, use it in some other ecosystems. Uh, but the, the Meyer exchange can be seen as this, uh, global liquidity pool that we will gradually, uh, where we will gradually put all the tokens that exist within the Elrond ecosystem and, um, all the new, even NFT elements that, that will come to the ecosystem.
0: Okay. um, So in a minute, I do want to go and do a live um, AMA. So I just want to let everybody to know. So if if there are any questions that you feel haven't been answered yet, if there's anything else you feel you really want to know, please just put them um, in the live chat now. um, And then I can scroll through and we will we'll ask all of your questions um but before we do um the live ama I do have one more question which is actually really interesting um somebody asked would you ever look at doing a collaboration between elrond and apple um because they are actually looking for a crypto expert and um they say that the Maya wallet would be perfect um for ios
1: um, no, I, I think everyone is super excited to see um, some of the news that came out uh, last week, I guess, uh, that um, Apple was looking for someone uh, on the payment yeah. slash cryptocurrency side. It's yeah. awesome news. Uh, it's great to finally see them move forward. We would be super happy to to have a conversation and um, help them with that um, and um it's actually a bit surprising that they have moved so slow uh, on that front. So they they're uh, they're basically the slowest uh, in this respect. Uh, we have interesting conversations with some some larger um, or not larger but super large players um, that are moving uh, forward, trying to experiment. And and there's even one um, element that that I, I'll briefly touch on, which is we announced a collaboration with Hull Ride and Audi and then um, th- there was a lot of excitement in the community when Audi um, started showing a bit of more interest uh, with, with even the social media staff and and so forth interacting with the Elrond community so um, when you see this type of very large players starting to make the moves uh, you know that everyone else we're start to make a move because this yeah. is a bit of, um, uh, at first it's, it's almost like a Mexican standoff and then it becomes an arms race. When, when the first state moves in, then it's a race. Who, who is going to move in fast? How much time do we have? And so forth. It's the same for the companies. And, um, I guess during the next few months, we will certainly see some larger players, uh, again, similar to Tesla, similar to to the other uh, interesting ones um making a moves hopefully not like tesla uh, but uh yeah
0: yeah i'm still here let me just hit my camera back on there sure. we go no um yeah i mean apple they have moved really slow but i think what's really interesting is a lot of people are saying we're d- we're going headfirst into a bear market but i just i don't feel that way whatsoever there's too much bullish sentiment going on um you know Apple talking about their own crypto expert I mean it feels positive to me
1: yeah I I guess people always default to this um like to the simplest narrative they have in Mm. the mind so uh what's what's bearish what's bullish uh what's the cycle of course we have several cycles is this cycle over um what if we look historically what's happening and so forth but I I believe um, at this point, um, it's much more important to understand the fundamentals and yeah. why this could be hugely different. Because uh, of course you have a lot of cycles, but we have to understand and get reminded that the cycles are are based essentially on fundamentals. If you don't have fundamentals, uh, then you're going to have, have a no really bearish <laughs> market. Yeah, uh, but if you have the fundamentals, if you can accommodate of millions and tens of millions and hundreds of millions of users, everything changes. Uh, At that point, the idea of the super cycle um, supersedes um, the the normal stuff. And um, I I do believe that we're at that point. Of course, this doesn't mean that you'll have, you'll not have volatility, you'll not have the normal crazy stuff that you, normal crazy stuff that you you, uh, usually have in the space but fundamentals are changing the game completely.
0: Yeah, and I think that is what's gonna drive, in my opinion, this second part of this cycle, this potential super cycle. Um, All right, so I'm gonna head over to the comments now. So guys, if there's anything you feel hasn't been answered, if you have any other questions, please just throw them in the comments now, cause I'm gonna go through them all and we're gonna actually do a live AMA. Okay, so- um, Perfect. A lot of people are asking when Coinbase listing. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I'd love to be able to give an answer to that. Uh, of course, we're doing, as I said, everything within our uh, power to make sure that uh, things are clear on the legal front, that we can help even on, on technical aspects whenever um, they're needed. We do have conversations with, with all the uh, largest uh, exchanges in the world. And uh, all, all I can say is that from our end, we're we're ready. Um, You're ready. Yeah, it's just that uh, we we need to to see them ready as well.
0: I understand. What about NFTs um, on the Elrond blockchain?
1: So NFTs are already available on the Elrond blockchain. We actually uh, introduced a standard, a new standard for NFTs, something like um, the um, uh, Ethereum standards but with with a few improvements where you have um, embedded royalties and stuff like that that you can configure it. and uh, this is very very cool um, we know that there are several projects that are already building something on these standards but we are also taking this proactively and preparing um, a launch in the myer application with the nfts um, so I'll probably um, have a a much more concrete update as soon as uh, the light at the end of the tunnel is clear. Um, Things look awesome um, at this point. So we already have the concepts, the design, we've went through all of that, but uh, we're now pushing super hard to to make it uh, real and get this new feature out for the users. So uh, we'll probably be out sometime after the, the MyRDX.
0: What about um, a digital identity?
1: Um, digital identity is this feature that will, it's super tricky. The, the trickiness is not that you will not solve digital identity. It's very easy to find a solution, but the tricky uh, part is how do you get adoption? There are 1000 uh, digital identity solutions for uh, uh, different things on the web. No one knows about them. They, they don't uh, work because they cannot scale. There is no incentive to, to adopt them. So we've been thinking a lot about digital identity and how you could solve this in a way where there's an incentive for you to adopt it. Let's say you you have something like the Elrond um, hero tags, which are this um, DNS uh, functions where you have not only um, e-gold addresses, but you have Bitcoin addresses, Ethereum addresses, Binance addresses, and and many other tokens uh, afterwards. If this becomes super useful or useful enough, then the users will start adopt this as a kind of digital ID uh, mm-hmm. option. But the digital ID will be a secondary feature uh, because they will always adopt it just because it's super useful. And then you have this, this is always the tricky part. You, you can get the product, but if you don't have the distribution, uh, you essentially don't have a useful product. Uh, and we might have something super cool on the on the digital ID part, but uh, we'll we'll push on that when it's ready.
0: So there's somebody absolutely um, asking the same question over and over again in the comments, which I just have to ask you. Um, okay. otherwise I won't be able to see any of the other comments. So somebody asked, who is Ben's biggest idol?
1: Mm, idol Idol. Yeah um, Idol. I, I would say that there are a few people from which I, I've learned um, a huge deal, um, at some point when, when I thought, um, my question was always, um, who have been the, the most, let's say influential, relevant or important people that have, have lived. This is a rather easy question. You study a bit, you see them and so forth. But then the more interesting question is who are those people, uh, today? Uh, mm-hmm. That that most people don't don't really see that they're not yet the most uh, famous people, but they're really really good in what they're doing. If you can discover them, you can find um, the most relevant things in different subjects. At some point, um, I, I believe it was 2012 or something like that. I thought that uh, I at that point I discovered Musk, I discovered Peel, mm-hmm. and discovered Paul Graham. Um, essentially devoured everything they they wrote or um, uh, thought about and and so forth and was extremely fascinated by what each of these individuals have uh, achieved and how they saw the world. Because at the fundamental level, there was a new way of seeing the world. Each of them had um, this view on, uh, let's say, Paul Graham was, was the grandmaster in terms of startups, that there mm-hmm. was no one like him. Peter Thiel was, was a really idiosyncratic thinker in terms of technology, startups, and the future. And then Musk, like he's crazy, of course, uh, especially these days. But there's basically no one like him in terms yes. of um, achieving uh, what what he sets out to. So um, these are a few really cool people that that I've learned a tremendous amount from.
0: Elon Musk is an interesting one because so I share the same sentiment towards him. Um, I think one man going head to head with NASA. Gosh, that sounds like the beginning of like a movie title, doesn't it? One man goes head to head. So. I think it's unbelievable um, and a lot of people hate what he's done recently with regards to Bitcoin and and all that stuff and I understand that Um, but I still don't think you can knock him for what he's achieved I mean it's just sure. insane Um
1: sure 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 no he he does have some things to learn uh, in terms yeah. of crypto and blockchain Um, I, I suspect uh, that he has a grand plan for for this part as well oh, there, yeah. there have been some cool threads um, but uh yeah I, I would not throw everything he's done in the in the trash just because uh seems uh, seems crazy um it will be tricky for him um of course like if he continues this um, uh, at some point he it will it it could backfire so uh, I, I guess there, yeah he he's testing the limits at this point. Uh, I, I would not want to to be, uh, yeah, in that position where uh, everything is on the line because I, I tweet two, three things and then things start burning out.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think he has a bigger plan um, and we're yet to see what comes of it. Um, but of course, back to you guys. Um, so Launchpad, sure. I'm getting, I'm getting when Launchpad, that's what's coming through here on the questions.
1: Um again we have some uh projects there. Uh we pushed a lot um they're tremendously valuable. Uh we're super super excited about them. Uh there have been some some legal um discussions again. Uh legal seems to be this thread that uh keeps, keeps reappearing in in some of the things. Uh but we're now uh very very close to having some updates on that front as well.
0: Um On those legal issues, can you tell us anything else? Um, I know somebody was wondering what are the legal issues that you have when it comes to the U.S.
1: No, so it's not legal issues. It's just that we're trying to um, approach things proactively to make sure that we're bulletproof that whenever there's a discussion, we have 10 steps ahead, make the plan, um, can provide the, the details. And at this point. The, the legal part uh, with respect to launchpad projects is just trying to help them prepare to to be ready and uh, when we move forward to to have things ready so that um, they're uh, they've done their homework and and so forth.
0: So someone's asking is this a paid interview so i do want to just make this really clear this isn't paid this isn't sponsored um i actually just reached out to ben because um i was interested in um elrond and i wanted to just learn more about the community so yeah this absolutely isn't paid um everybody knows that i'm always honest when something is paid i'm powered by icon plus capital and my little sponsors are there in the corner blocked and luno so yeah this isn't this isn't sponsored at all um so we're getting questions through about marketing why haven't Mm -hmm. you guys started marketing which actually basically proves that this isn't paid because this isn't a marketing thing whatsoever
1: (laughs) sure uh so the the idea is that we're in a very very special position at this point uh we now have the tools to really build anything on top of a blockchain um and we've prepared some of the last elements that we really need for the projects to not only come in and play with the technology but have what they need to build it, have what they need to um, launch their tokens, create their um, economies, build their communities, and push things to the next level. Um, and during the next period, we'll have a very, very, very significant push on this front just to uh, bring everyone that has been building on Elrond, um, help them get out there, help them uh, make the progress and and um, launch their entire ecosystems. Uh, this will be the the most interesting theme that that will follow.
0: And just going back to the the decks, we're getting some questions through. I know you said it's not about comparing, but I guess there are so many different options in this space now as things start to grow and really expand. So what would you mm-hmm. say the differences between um, the Maya decks and then something like PancakeSwap or Uniswap?
1: Sure. Uh, I I would say that there are a few elements that really count um, and would uh, bring us to a point where if you take a look at especially uh, Uniswap and and some of these other options, uh, there have been a very, very limited number of users that have been able to access this, either due to the the large fees and problems that we've seen or due to the complexity. Um, And it's here that we want to make a huge leap forward both that this becomes super inexpensive and that you can focus on on testing some of these elements getting new features out and and so forth but then also ux wise enabling a super large amount of users to uh be part of this and be part from day one is something that none of these ecosystems had And we're very, very curious to actually see how the Elrond community adopts and plays with these tools as they come out.
0: So um, I'm reading that there's been some FUD. I personally don't know enough about this. So um, I'm getting, could you please ask um, the big wallets? So hang on, let's have a look. Okay, so Coin Bureau basically are putting out some FUD about big wallets and centralization. Mm -hmm. I actually did read about this. Um, So apparently the majority of the supply is centralized. So talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, no, this is this is actually uh, just a simple matter uh, we've basically discussed and uh, the entire community knows this. The top 10 wallets are basically exchange wallets. Uh, okay. This is, this is uh, not only for Elrond, but on every blockchain, when you have Binance, when you have all the other large exchanges, you have large wallets that are the, the uh, cold and hot wallets of the exchanges. Since the community knows this, there's basically not too much to to discuss around it uh we will uh, do something um that's still proactive and um, helps diffuse any type of um uh, Steam on on this level. Uh, we'll try to add some cool labels on the explorer that just gives you an idea. This is the Binance wallet. This is the Bitfinex wallet, and and so forth. And by doing so, um, we we're trying to both anticipate and proactively diffuse um, any any type of discussion related to this. We actually, um, I would say, are are at a point where there are very very few networks that are as Decentralized and then scalable. As as Elrond, we have a very large number of nodes, um, uh, more than three thousand two hundred number of nodes that are active in the network, more than forty five staking providers, um, and then all the all the metrics uh, around adoption are also very very uh, interesting. So it, I I always appreciate the the ball when it's uh, raised. Uh, and we'll we'll try to score some some goals with that so uh, not, nothing to to uh, worry about it's it's just the normal elements and um, I guess there have actually been some some comments from the community where um, someone clarifies what each of the um, uh, accounts is is doing who it belongs to and and so forth
0: yeah, I have seen that in the comments. Um, so there we go. Um so no, I, th- I think everybody really appreciated it. Um I'm just reading through now. Everyone says that's great. We're getting some um we're getting some answers we couldn't get anywhere else. So that's great. That's always the goal. Um okay, so just lastly then, because we're coming up to an hour, 45 minutes. Um, what's the entire 10-year plan? What can we expect?
1: Yeah, so this is uh the one element where we think very, very deeply about in addition to the immediate part. And as I said, uh, we believe that this is a multi-trillion dollar opportunity, generational opportunity that is um, unprecedented. Uh, And uh, I don't think we've seen any opportunity that is as large and as significant as this since the invention of the internet. Um, And this will have implications for, for Countries um, in the of the world for for uh, banks for institutions funds and, and startups and so forth. So um, we actually coined this term uh, of uh, the 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 era of autonomous banking. And we believe that this is what's going to happen. We're going to have a kind of $100 trillion opportunity where states are going to adopt blockchain technology as a a settlement layer. Banks, the the smartest ones, will proactively try to um, race uh, in a way where they adopt this technology. Then um, startups are going to build on it. And what Elrond specifically is going to do is Going back to what I've mentioned right at the beginning, create the backbone for this high bandwidth, low latency, global and transparent digital economy, then give anyone anywhere easy access through the Myr wallet. By connecting these two elements, you, you first have internet-like performance for the blockchain. So almost instant, super inexpensive and global, and then by interacting with all this technology in a wallet, Apple-like, with Apple-like experience. Yeah. Um, you, you basically are in a different world. You, at that point, you can see how you can make all the payments just from one wallet, um, can have new uh, use cases for artists, where it's NFTs and stuff like that. Um, but you you also have essentially a fundamentally yeah, significantly improved economy. It's like right now your the entire economy is working uh, with a very very slow feedback loop. So from you you have to wait twenty four hours until you make some transfers and they settle and and so forth. Imagine what it would mean to have this instant settlement layer for the global economy. Um, at that point, you're you're at a different level.
0: Ben, I want to thank you so much. It's been so brilliant. Um, I think, you know, just so everybody knows, none of the questions that we asked um, initially were were given. So I think it's really brilliant just to be able to, you know, address concerns and worries and fudge and whatever it is just on the spot. I think it really puts faith into the community. So it's really important. Um, So yeah, I want to thank you so much for joining. It's been absolutely great, Ben.
1: Um, Really great to be here. I I think um, it's probably the best time to be alive. Uh, we're super focused on the super focus on the next steps and uh, just focus on making progress forward so thank you very much
0: yeah absolute pleasure and guys um please don't forget to hit the subscribe button on my YouTube channel um i'm always going to be talking to um really brilliant guests in the community um and just spreading as much education awareness and adoption as possible um cuz yeah like ben says it's such a brilliant time to be alive right now and um, we're so lucky to be um, right at the beginning of all of this, because I think it's just going to be bigger than than we know. So there you go. Um, ben, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for watching, um, for tuning in. And please don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a guest. We will see you all next week. Bye bye. Thank you.